It's the Machine of Nonsense, episode 124, and it's what's coming up in May 2023. That's a lot of numbers to start us off. I'm your host, Eric, joined as always by Kayla. The silent assassin, Kayla. Hey, hey. There she is. There she is. And of course, it wouldn't be May if we didn't have Mike. Mayday. That's me. Mayday Mike. It's Mayday Mike. That's what we call him for the first time ever today. (laughs) Man, I thought you were going to call him Justin Timberlake. He's our personal Justin Timberlake. Yes, yes, yes. Because it's going to be May. It's going to be May. Oh, that's what you meant by that. Oh, okay. I thought just because he really likes NSYNC. No, uh, it is going to be May, and we're going to be talking about May. but, and, and another Justin, actually, uh, a couple Justins, I think, coming up in May. But before that, we should probably catch up uh, on what we've been up to. Uh, Kayla and I have been quite busy, but but Mike, start us off. What, uh, what you been checking out lately? Uh, finally watching Yellow Jackets. Nice. And it's pretty good. I'm only like three episodes in, and it's one of those fun mystery box shows. You know, there's... Mystery from the past, mystery from the future, you know, the present, and uh, uh, really good. Christina Ricci, really creepy and weird <laughs> in that one. It's it's good Ricci for sure. Uh, your girl, Juliette Lewis, also kind of weird and creepy. Uh, everyone's kind of just, just, just a weirdo in that one. But uh, Yellow Jackets, if you don't know, it's this uh, uh, national champion, like, high school soccer team their plane crashes like in the middle of no this forest i don't think it's ever said really where they crash yet but uh they have to you know do some lord of the flies shit uh and try to try to survive and then flashing back to the to the present day where the survivors are older now it's it's like you know 20 years in the future and uh uh there are you know dealing with uh the the misdoings <laughs> that they <laughs> the thing they committed on uh, on their little sabbatical there in the in the woods. Dig it, and uh, it's pretty good. I'm excited to to keep going with it. Uh, so far, it's like a like a severance level of good, which is good. It's very good. Like a severance, like a severance. That's a Showtime joint, right? Yeah, I'm checking it out on Hulu. Shout out to Aaron for for uh, for being the plug on that one. Ooh. Appreciate it. Appreciate the. Yeah. Appreciate that. And uh, what else? I've been playing Octopath Traveler 2. Uh, Games, GameStop had like a buy one, get one free thing going on. So I picked pick that up on that. Um, the first game was like the kickoff to this whole HD 2D revolution that we're, that we're a part of right now. And uh, the second one's pretty good. It has a, the, the systems that it has. It has like this wild, like you could switch from night to day at any time, and your characters in your party can do different. Um, they have these skills that work differently during day and night. So one character can uh, persuade people in the day, but at nighttime, no, nah, we just fight and we're mugging. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm mugging your ass. I'm getting the items that you have, and you can do that with pretty much every NPC that you that you encounter. And, or you have like a beast tamer who can capture any monster that you fight, but then she can also 
only holds so many. So if she gets rid of a monster, she can turn that monster into like a stew or some jerky or something, and oh. and you get items that way and things like that. It's it's really cool, really pretty. I don't like because there's like eight different characters that you could pick from the start, and you'll start that character's specific story, and then you'll encounter all the other characters. It seems throughout your adventure, but then you can. It gives you an option to play their story, like start their chapter one. And I don't like that. I don't like having like a herky-jerky, like starting from level one with these characters all over again just to do their little story thing. And I, I don't like that. But it might just be a fun make-the-numbers-go-up game for me instead of <laughs> the total package, you know, with a good story and everything. But uh, Are you forced to complete? So like uh, one person's story to to go into the next one, or can you kind of like halfway and then move on or anything like that? It seems like you can avoid starting other people's stories as much as you as you want. You have to like go to a tavern, and then that's how you can pick, you know, chapter one with Oswald or chapter one with Thorn. Okay. And uh, but you could sw- swap, like like finish chapter one and then go into someone else's chapter one kind of thing. Like, yeah, like, so I picked Ochet, and then we're, I've recruited two people, and I'm ready to go to chapter two, but then it gives me that warning, like, hey, if you go here, you won't be able to, like, do anything else that you missed on, I'm like, that's another thing, I'm like, oh, great, what did I miss, (laughs) like, gosh, I hate when games do that, and uh, it seems like you could either just keep going, and don't worry about learning about Oswald and Thorn's, you know, beginnings. Or you can, like I did, stop, go back, play the chapters, <laughs> and keep going. But uh, Okay, interesting. It's pretty cool. It's it's like on sale everywhere, so I, I would check it out if you're wanting that old-school JRPG itch, for sure. It's my, my game. Drafted it. Drafted in the fantasy draft. So Glad it's and doing it, well. I think that's it for me. Not wow. not too much else. Nice, nice. Well, that's that's enough. Uh, yeah, we've been we've been doing some stuff. We already hit on Rylane and Chia in in the last episode, right? But since then, started Burning Shores, uh, the DLC for Ooh. Horizon. Um, played the original Horizon Forbidden West on the PS4, and then subsequently got the PS5, and it had a a really kind of easy import system. I just imported my save from four and it starts you right at the the end game. You can either choose like to do new game plus or kind of load up the, the DLC um, aspect. And it's a little bittersweet because the, as soon as you select the DLC, like it, it's kicked off by silence calling you uh, Lance Reddick's character. So like, as soon as you kind of boot it up, it's like, oh, wow, Lance Reddick's talking to me and giving me missions and, and stuff. Um, it's kind of siloed off. You have to go to the Burning Shores, which are um, L.A. in the surrounding area. Uh, I think are they burning? Like, uh, there's, there's like a volcano uh, uh. aspect to it, so I think that's what gives it the, the Burning Shores aspect. And it's um, it's one of the prettiest like games I've ever seen on on the PS5 at at this point um uh it looked great on the 4 like Forbidden West looked really good and played 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 pretty well but um 
yeah, it's just, it's so pretty. Because those games are so bright and vibrant, and you're in the sky a lot in this one. Uh, you're, you're flying around and, and stuff. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's it's short. Kayla, I mean, what, we've probably put in five hours at this yeah, point. Yeah, I'd say like so. Yeah. And I think we've beaten you've... the boss, I think, at this point. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I think you've main you've mainlined it, but yeah, it gives you the option to do um, side quests and and talk to additional people and stuff. But yeah, we we mainlined the little story. Um, uh, pretty pretty simple concept. It it kind of picks up right at the end of the the main story and has like a a loose end that like wasn't tied up essentially in in that plot. Uh, it, it introduces a loose end that wasn't really there. It, it just kind of says like, "Oh yeah, there's now this other threat that kind of we just found out about." So you got to go to the the burning shores and, there and figure are, it are out. Are many things that happen in the world all at once? Right, right. What did you feel picking it up again, Kayla? Like picking up the sticks and having to because we played Forbidden West a year ago at this point, or I, I, when did that come out? Uh, uh, just earlier. Over a year ago for you guys, for sure. Yeah. Because you guys did Forbidden West pre-Elden Ring. Right, so, right. That's right. So February of 22. Yeah. 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 And really haven't hard. picked it up since then. Yeah. And I just, like, jumped into the middle of your storyline. So I <laughs> I, I, uh, I struggled. It was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll play. And it's like this giant, giant Spinosaurus yeah thing main story part it was wasn't yeah. good for me i that game's like uh, riding a bike if a bike had like <laughs> a thousand different options yes a <laughs> thousand <laughs> wheels to pick from yes. the biggest weapon wheel and eric yeah. didn't have the weapon that i like in there and uh, uh jerk it was uh it was hard to just jump right back into it and being on the five, I do remember like, damn, them triggers. Mm-hmm. I these these are the triggers. I I got a pull on this bitch. It, it wasn't a tap. It was pulling. That is so, true. Uh, yeah. That I think threw me as well. Yeah, I think I'm. I I forget which game I played recently. It might have been Kenna, but it also had like the resistance on the triggers, and I'm like, I don't really like. That. I don't like <laughs> this. I think I'm gonna turn this off. I thought it was used great in Returnal. I liked it a lot in Returnal. Yeah, some 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 games are are really good. I thought Ratchet and Clank as well mm. uh, was pretty good. But uh, yeah, I, I, the the Dual Shock Five or whatever, the Dual Sense, uh, not living up to the the hype. <laughs> no, for me, but still a a good beefy controller overall. Yeah, I think I, I prefer the Xbox controller. What are you feeling, Kayla, on that? As for I the need, new gens. I need, I'm not going to like change the setting for it. I think I need more experience with it. Yeah. I feel like it's just been sprinkled in little bits. I didn't play Returnal, so I didn't have that. Uh, so I don't have much, much play experience with it. But I think it would be fun in like Ratchet and Clank. That sounds like it would be a good little. It, it is good to have, like, okay, the shotgun feels a little different than, you know, the trigger yeah. is different than the pistol. Yeah, I like those things. The, yeah. I think um, I've heard good things about the Call of Duty, like, most recent uh, release of Call of Duty and, and how it uses the triggers and stuff like that, mm-hmm. too. So I'm into it. Yeah. I think with uh, Burning Shores, though, I just wanted to say, yeah, you can see on the map there are still, like, bandit camps. And and little missions that you can go clear out. 
Yeah, it introduces a, a a boat as well, a skiff that you can also use. I I actually haven't used it as of as of yet because I kind of like um you could fly now. You can yeah. like, you know yeah. have flyers and stuff. So I kind of dig that. It 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 looks great uh, when you're just flying. It's uh it's very like coastal area. Um, it's like kind of islands, peninsula kind of feel. So you fly over a lot of water and. Uh, and stuff like that, but yeah, it's just really pretty, and I think like it's a it was twenty bucks, I think too, so it wasn't expensive, and um, it's oh, fun it's jumping good. back in. Like if you like Horizon, it's just more of that. You get a a new weapon that is pretty unique, that like is different than anything in either of the previous Horizon games. Um, and that's cool. That's a fun new tool, but overall it's it's very much just like, oh, here's some more Horizon, another little playground to play in and Short and um, sweet. Yeah, a little side area that uh some some new characters, uh, maybe a love interest for Aloy, maybe. Um I don't know. Eric wants it to be. I think Aloy wants it to be, but that's just me. Uh yeah. Uh Horizon So Aloy is just not treating this character like shit though. <laughs> The whole time, that's how you think that she... Because um, every person Aloy talks to, she's just rolling her eyes constantly and just like, why am I talking to this person? I almost feel like, yes, I almost feel like, yeah, she's being a little tender with this person, so I think she's in love. Yeah, I think so. Gotcha, gotcha. I think you're right. I didn't realize it till just now, but uh, yes, yes. Um, People are stupid. Uh yeah, I'm saying Aloy's wrong, but she is not like pretending with with anybody. <laughs> she ain't got time for that. She's saving the world. Oh, good stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, we already talked about Blanc. We we've been uh, doing our uh, London watch. We we watched Ooh. a couple Guy Ritchie movies. We we checked out uh, Snatch and uh, the first Sherlock Holmes, the first uh, uh, Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes. Um, I I felt like Snatch uh, held up for a 2000 movie. Yeah. I I dug that uh, quite a bit. Was that the first time you checked it out, Kayla? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That movie's fun, man. I I, I watched it's it wacky. maybe one or two years ago and still really liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I love yeah. when Brad Pitt does his like. I just don't have to be handsome guy. I could be weird handsome guy too. Yeah, he he does it really well. He does it so good. Although he's like shirtless in most of it, and like a, a beautiful boxer as well. <laughs> like, but, but then he opens his mouth. Yeah. Then he he's slimy. Talking, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. What a, what a does guy. he open his mouth to talk? Though I don't know. Uh, enough. Enough. <laughs> oh, good. Good stuff. Yeah. That that's a fun one. And and I I, I like that uh, Sherlock Holmes movie too. It's been a while. I think I saw those when they came out to like theaters um i did too i i like them a lot i like both of them yeah i think they're making a third as well so um i feel like i've heard that for like 10 years and i i would i would watch a third one why not yeah i would watch it yeah yeah i always thought jude law and downey together with perfect sense they they were really good yeah give give me more of that Mm -hmm. good stuff was that it? Was was the the Burning Shores the only like new thing we checked out, Kayla? I think, I think so. Yeah. Uh, we're watching Ted Lasso. Yeah, we're uh, keeping up with Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso's good. Oh, Ted Lasso's good. Um, we're not done with Ted Lasso. There's still more episodes. And Barry, of course, we're all Barry. caught up on Barry, right? We got another oh, episode yeah. tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
What a yeah, show. Very, yes. Yeah, very, very is very elementary. Good. No Jedi survivors yet for you guys? No. That's after we, I think there's like one more wrap-up mission in Burning Shores, and I'm hoping to maybe tomorrow, Monday, like play at least a little bit of Jedi, like maybe opening hour or something of it tomorrow night. Aaron and Ryan seem to be really, really enjoying it. So yeah, I think that's the general consensus. There were some, like, uh, a lot of, like, IGN and other outlets kind of said the preview builds that they got were kind of rough, uh, technically, but, like, that the game was cool. And it seems like that, like, once it got released and patched and stuff, it seems like, yeah, Ryan and, and Aaron aren't having any sort of performance issues. The, that first one came out a little rough, too, uh, performance-wise, yeah. I remember. Um but stayed rough, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That was one of those games where, like, the PS4 was really working yeah. hard <laughs> to to catch up. I remember. Yeah, my my X-Bone was 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 chugging for sure. <laughs> but that's that's real exciting. I think uh, we'll talk about it probably a little more when we wrap up. But uh, me and Kayla are going to have some Star Wars content uh, up pretty soon. Uh, so, uh, that's coming up, but, uh, want to talk about May? Let's do it. Hell yeah. It's going to be me. Uh, all right. Uh, White House Plumbers, uh, May 1st. We're getting that to HBO Max. This is the Justin Theroux. I always get him and the Canadian Prime Minister. What's that dude's name? Don't they have, like, the same name? Um, they do. Uh, yeah. I same get them. Name, right? Yeah. I, I think so. I, 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 it's Jason Theroux. Like Trubado. It's, like, really. Yeah, he's, like, Trubado, Justin Trudeau, and Trudeau. this is Justin Theroux. Yeah, see? You, you. They're they're the same person. I think they're they're actor and politician Justin Theroux leads this one with uh, Woody Harrelson and Lena Headey uh, as well of Game of Thrones fame. Uh, and this this is the kind of comical black comedy take on um, the Watergate, Watergate scandal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I I only know like the the cliff notes of Watergate anyway. Like okay, some dudes broke into the Democratic like offices and stole some documents but got caught in the process uh, under um nixon i think that's the the general idea but apparently it was quite the comical like uh endeavor uh this looks great i it's coming to hbo max um it's gonna be a mini series which love 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 a good mini series love woody love uh justin thoreau uh right nailed it i got it. it love him love him and his name um what do you what do you think about this one mike Oh, I'm I'm really jazzed to see this. The Thoreau is hamming it up <laughs> so much in this. It really like because when you, I don't know about you guys, but hearing about this Watergate thing forever, it it just seems like such a stupid <laughs> dumb thing that happened. Like it had to be like this bumbling thing, and this show is is really bumbling, really playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These these two guys have no idea like what they what they're doing. It seems. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was the seventies, you know, or whatever decade it was, you know. So yeah, Probably it's like seventies buddy cop ensues. Yeah, yeah. What do you think yeah, of uh, his accent, nice Justin Theroux's accent? Uh, that, that's fun. Oh yeah, he's uh, 
he's he's hamming it up. I love it. Uh, Woody's kind of doing the straight thing to keep it planted a little bit, but even he's like, you know, can't can't just stay straight faced the whole time. <laughs> he's, he's he's doing stupid shit too. <laughs> yeah, I hope uh, Lena Headey gets some some time to shine. I feel like she was. I, I thought she was so good as like Cersei Lannister for years, and you know, and, and you know that we we've already talked about how how all of that went or whatever. How like every character was kind of knocked down a peg after that last season. So I I want to remember her as good Cersei, and I want her to like continue to to get these type of roles, especially in like an HBO show. So I'm excited to see what what she's got going. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, White House Plumbers coming to to HBO Max. I think it'll still be called HBO Max at that point uh, for a little while longer on on May first. Uh, the next day we get Redfall coming to uh, PC and Xbox platforms, uh, and that's also coming to Game Pass day one on May second. Uh, looks cool. I, I this game has been really weird in terms of like how it's rolled out. We've seen a lot of the game. It's been the trailer has been over and over for uh, 2 years at this point or whatever at at various events and they've talked about it and it's been thrown like a bunch of different genres have been thrown out. Everyone kind of assumed going into it that it was like, "Oh, it's a it's a Left 4 Dead but it's vampires instead of zombies." But it doesn't seem like it's that kind of at all uh in in a lot of ways it's it's by arcane so they're really pushing that this is more of like an arcane game uh like a dishonored style game but one where you can play yeah prey dishonored you know but yeah but you can play up to four player co-op um or you can choose to do uh one player like a single player run through and it's it's meant to be kind of playable either way and and enjoyable Either way, where's where's your level of hype, Mike, for for Redfall coming up pretty soon? I I want it to be high, but uh, uh, Bethesda and Microsoft just don't seem to know what to do with this game, and it's it seemed like they didn't know what how to what to do with Deathloop either. Like mm-hmm. just in the marketing, mm-hmm. like such a long marketing cycle. How many times can you show this thing and? Still not really explain what it is. I I don't exactly know what what this game's gonna be. I don't know if you guys do, uh, but I think it's gonna be fun and cool. Like I like Prey. I like what I played from Dishonored. Um, Death Loop, not so much. Death Poop, R.I.P. <laughs> uh, and they just keep. There's more bad news all the time about like it's mm-hmm. 30 frames per second at launch, you know. Uh, it's going like going up against another big game this month. Uh, shortly, shortly after its release, I I don't know. I have it pre-downloaded. Um, Same. I'm excited to jump in and and play with you guys, and uh, hopefully it's just a blast, and we don't have to worry about all this lead-up bullshit anymore. I also feel like there's a lot of um, just bad energy around it. Yeah. But I don't care what they say. I think it's going to be a, a Left for Dead style with a, a Dishonored paint. Like, it just looks too much like that's what the style of playing is. With more gaz- g- gadgets and gizmos, but special powers... 
that's where the Dishonored and Deathloop and stuff comes from, but. Yeah, hell yeah. And I know there's kind of a backlash against like a loot, a looter shooter type thing, but I'm still down to to play some more of that. I I didn't play like Borderlands three or or stuff like that. So uh, sign me up. I'm I, I hope it's really good. Plus, I drafted it. So <laughs> hope it's hope it's a high 80s for me. That's what I'm that's what I'm anticipating. So. Yeah, we watched a pretty good breakdown this morning by. Um... Ryan McCaffrey from from IGN and uh, like a like a preview kind of of it and it seems intriguing like the powers like there's four characters I guess at launch and you can all four if you play like four player co-op or three player co-op or you can all pick the same character if you want uh, oh, or you that. can diversify the team because uh, they all have like there's a sniper guy who has I guess abilities that help with like stealth and and that kind of thing. There's a healer slash mechanic character who has a little like droid who help like is more of a support type character. Um, and they, then they showed, I think more of like a um, demolition type character. And then another one who had like psychic abilities who can create like um, jump points and stuff where you can jump real high in the air. It seems like movement and, and those kind of things are going to be, which Dishonored, Prey, all of those like are pretty fast-paced. Well, you can kind of play them your way. You can go stealthy. You can go quick, you know, fast-paced, blow it, blow everything up. So it seems like it's got that going for it. Um, yeah, Arcane's our, our great at making these not huge sandboxes, but a really dense, cool sandbox and really letting you use, you know, your whether you're using like ink abilities in Dishonored or the glue gun in Prey to make platforms and stuff. They always figure out really what good design to let you use your stuff to find, you know, either finding things, finding different ways around missions and stuff. And if it's that with like a midnight mass style, kind of mm. like, you know, New Englandy island town mixed with vampires. Hell yeah. That sounds great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Love it. So that's Redfall coming to Game Pass, Xbox consoles and PC on May 2nd. Maybe we'll uh, we'll record or some gameplay of that and and have have some fun the three of us uh looking for a fourth everyone you know hit us up for a fourth uh ravenlock is also coming to game pass on may 4th this is coming to the xbox consoles and and pc as well as game pass this was shown at the xbox event i think like a year ago when they were saying everything's coming out in the next 12 months i believe this was one of those we're getting real close to that 12 months by the (laughs) way yes yes we are (laughs) several of these games are coming out in this 12 months span uh but this one i remember catching my eye at that presentation uh it looks like it's a almost like a pixar version your your character is very much your your character that you're playing looks like a very pixar character to me thrown into a uh 3d pixel art world but with it looks to be like a dark souls kind of aesthetic in terms of like the monsters and the big battles uh it's third person action rpg style but um yeah, I've seen it described as like a Dark Souls for kids kind of thing. I don't know if it's going to be easier or whatever, but it, the aesthetics all look like a oh. kind of a child storybook kind of um, aesthetic. But the the pixel art is what I remember really 
doing it for me because your character looks like a standard kind of animated uh, third person character. I, I would liken it to like a Pixar or Disney character kind of thing. But everything else yeah, in the world. Coco vibes for sure. Coco vibes, yeah. yeah. But everything in the world is this super vibrantly colored, almost neon pixel art. The enemies, yeah. the backgrounds, the environments, all of that, and um, it just looks really, really cool. Um, what do you, what do you think of this one, Kayla? I don't know what to say that you haven't said. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it, it, it's not a style of game that I would typically play. Like the, the mechanics and, and everything of it. Um, it looks interesting. I would play it. Yeah, it looks like they slapped like a Day of the Dead skull like on everything in this <laughs> this game, which it looks cool. But <laughs> it has that Coco Day of De Los Muertos vibe going on for sure. Yeah, weird name, Ravenlock. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll get that uh, day one to to Game Pass there coming to Xbox consoles and. PC May Fourth. Uh, that's also uh, May May the Fourth. Uh, be with you. That's Star Wars Day. Um, we'll be releasing an episode for that. But uh, Star Wars Vision Season Two, we get that on Disney Plus on that May the Fourth. Um, did you check out the trailer for this one, Mike? Yes. Yeah. I. I and it might turn out like Season One was, where I think just watching the trailer might be better than than <laughs> than the whole of, of the. The whole season but man just watching it i'm like wow look at that style look at that art st-. like wow is that the wallace and gromit team on that like <laughs> like it just looks really cool it get, gets me excited for for star wars seeing it do you think that it watching the trailer i kind of felt like maybe there was going to be like a central theme kind of oh okay did it still feel super disjointed it seemed like on this one, it was a lot more like bad guy, good guys, like really good and evil type stuff. Yeah, a little um, clean, a little more clean, I, I yeah. think, or be looking at something better. Yeah, I, I enjoy I seeing all the different styles, but it some yeah. of them were like so disjointed for one. one yeah, another, like, I don't want to like, say the word really bad, but right. yeah, just very different. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if they take lessons from like what if mm. and try to bring that to 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 uh to visions, but if if it it doesn't have to be, it can be just straight anthology and I I'd, I'd still want to check it out. Right. And I'm I like anthology, but the they're just cleaner. I don't know. Yeah. I I feel you. I but get okay. it. I, that's kind of what I liked about what if uh was it it did feel more more contained in in that universe and and stuff like that so um yeah yeah, yeah we'll see visions um a lot of a lot of cool star wars stuff coming up maybe maybe it's on the uptick we'll we'll see um more on that in a future episode uh, may 5th we're getting uh silo coming to apple tv plus and guardians of the galaxy volume three coming to theaters silo uh looks really interesting super fallout vibes uh i mean people stuck in a silo apparently looks like it's post-apocalypse and the air outside is maybe poisoned or radiated or something and um 
it follows characters in a giant silo. Looks like it's just impossibly tall cylindrical building that they're all in that works as like a bunker, bunker apartment complex slash prison, maybe. Um, yeah, feels feels like that. All of that wrapped up in into one. Uh, cool cast though. We're, we're uh, Rebecca Ferguson, Ian Glenn, uh, Will Patton, Tim Robbins. Uh, kind of a an older looking Tim Robbins getting up there, my guy. Um, yeah, looks common. Uh, who I really enjoyed in um, what was that show? Hell on Wheels. I watched like five episodes of that show, and Common was really good in that one. Uh, in those like five. And Hell on Wheels. Wow. Hell on Wheels. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about <laughs> Hell on Wheels. That one really benefited from uh, being after Breaking Bad or whichever show, because I think a lot of people were just skating <laughs> right into Hell on Wheels. Yep, I I I did that. I did that exact thing for a couple for a couple weeks at least. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, Silo. Um, what what did you think of this one, Mike? Really confusing trailer to me. I, I, maybe you guys can help. Where so one the one lady she wants to escape the, the Silo, and they keep like cutting to this machine. Is that how to open the Silo? Like they're trying to like power up this big, huge fucking giant generator thing to open the doors i guess so she can leave is that like but they don't want her to leave yeah see Not that's allowed to leave that's the thing to me i i, I don't know the, it looks cool it's got a very fallout fallout shelter kind of vibe tim robbins looks to be playing like a seer like the leader mm-hmm. of the the bunker people maybe and it could be cool if it's just like one big fallout side quest like in a series like you know how how did shit go down in this shelter you know how did they decide when to leave when it was safe kind of thing what's outside yeah this is on apple um i don't know i don't know if i'm gonna check this out or maybe wait till severance time where Mm. i could kind of watch both at the same time but we'll see what do you guys think of this one Similar vibe to Severance in a lot of ways. I always felt like yeah. Severance had a, a similar kind of uh, idea, and I just like the like like uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane or Severance or or the Fallout series where you have this like overarching thing of okay, I th- think we're safe in this this bunker, this house, this whatever else, but also what's outside? I'm being told that right. what's outside is bad but I'm probably being lied to, or I think I'm being lied to. I, that concept just works for me a, a mm-hmm. lot. So Watch 10 Cloverfield Lane last night, actually, and still still very good. Nice. And uh, yeah, that, that kind of vibe of what, what is out there is something I like a lot, too. And I don't know. This one just, I don't know if this one's going to work. I don't know. What do you think, Kayla? See more, I... I... In addition to wanting to know what's out there, I think there'll be, you know, some just as bad threats within. Mm-hmm. Good call. call yeah. That. The, the silo itself just seems huge, like gigantic. Yeah. Like some like Noah's Ark fucking shit. Like not there. There was only one of these. I <laughs> I don't think <laughs> there's going to be it's gonna be like Fallout where there was so many. I, I don't know. But uh, gave me like Riddick vibes. Too, like okay. the game 
like where you're, mm-hmm. you're the the cool part of that game where you're in the prison and like having to like go around and talk to people and stuff like that. I I could dig that. Nice. Uh, we're also getting on Cinco de Mayo Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, the big, um, all the trailers seem to really, I mean, we kind of know this is James Gunn's last kind of Marvel piece thing. of the Marvel Universe, yeah, Last Guardians, it it very much seems like, man, are the Guardians going to die in this, uh, are, are they going to be lost forever, that's, that's the vibes that I'm getting from this, is, is this going to be good, guys? I mean, it's the finale. It's the last one. So there's going to be stakes and loss, and, and it has to end. Things have to be tied up. So it's hard to do. I think it's going to be good. The reviews have been solid so far for it. I've been seeing so many ads, you know, they give you that bullet point, the best Marvel film since Endgame, which isn't isn't too hard to do, but... Uh, <laughs> Still good, good to hear that it that it's a good send off for these great characters. There would have been there was a time when this would have been the mo- my most anticipated thing ever. I love these characters. I really love those first two movies, but I don't know. Just I don't have that in me for for the MCU right now. I don't have that. Just like gotta see it, gotta gotta have it kind of kind of vibe for it. So. I hope they come come correct with some soundtracks. Like that's one of the best things about the Guardians. Their music yeah. is really uh, such a core point in both of those first two films. And thinking right now about the trailers, I don't feel like they really lay into any music in the trailers. That like "Since You've Been oh, Gone" song. That right? "Since You've Been Gone" trailer was no. very good. I, I really, I really, love, I really oh, love that choice. I need a refresher. But, I can't yeah. remember it. It was it's like a real super slowed slow down, down yeah. yeah version of it. Uh, I, that's the one thing I would never worry about. James Gunn is like even with like the, as much as I hate the soundtrack for for Peacekeeper or Peacemaker or whatever. Uh, <laughs> that piano part with with the poison, uh, the Motley Crue song, uh, "Home Sweet Home," was was really good. So I expect some more of that. That that yeah. level. No more butt rock, but silly. What a silly man. Uh, but Guardians, uh, I think we're all kind of in the same boat. I, I made the, the same kind of joke this morning as we were w- watching the most recent trailer. I said, like, oh, yeah, best MCU film since Endgame. Uh, well, <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, hopefully this is on, on the upswing as well. Uh, I got to hope because I, I want to. I want to just enjoy the MCU and I want to I want to have hype for future yeah. MCU things and like you said it's it's at an all-time low maybe at this point uh for, for in general but Guardians and Guardians I'm, is going to bring it back up. Well, I'm not in I'm I'm going in not anticipating some to this movie to get the wheels going. I'm I think it is going to be just the guard, like a solo kind of movie, you know, for the Guardians. It's not setting up something, but uh, we'll see. I, I, I have faith in in it that it's that it's going to be very good. But uh, so, do we think this is this is it? We're never going to see these characters again, or you think people are characters are going to die? 
it's that's what they're trying to make it seem like i feel like in in those trailers there's like a especially that that first one that since you've been gone trailer there's like a scene of star lord like losing his mind it looks like he's over somebody over a body or something and just Ooh, like right right like terrified or sad or like just like oh my god someone's dying in my arms or something like who knows that could be movie magic but that might not even be in the film but right there's also a scene of like nebula straight carrying peter so like him his lifeless body (laughs) yeah so yeah i would hope i mean at least like like Rocket and Groot are just fun kind of characters that you can that would fit very easily, I think, into other show up in a Captain Marvel thing or something because they're in space. And I think they all do. They do, yeah. Except not uh, the most recent Thor, you know. But uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> but um... it doesn't seem like we're ever getting Batista as Drax again. He never wants to. <laughs> to do that uh but for for Groot and Bradley uh Rocket with Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel that makes more sense that we'd be able to to see them uh in the future yeah do the old Pedro Pascal Mandalorian thing of just never, not, not even being yeah. in the same right. country as, right. as the, for sure. uh yeah but I I hope I hope we get them again those characters are my favorite uh those standalone movies have been my favorite MCU standalone movies and um i was so happy to see them have such a big part in infinity war and and endgame and they did fit so well um and and was really excited for them being in thor and then uh you know then we got thor but uh guardians 3 coming may fifth uh we've got class of 09 coming to fx hulu on may 10th uh looks looks intriguing it's a uh, it's class of 09 refers to the characters all being in the uh 2009 class of uh quantico the, the the fbi academy so they all graduated from the fbi academy it seems like they're all coming from like the fbi recruited them from other disciplines aside from like policing or or what have you and that created a, a very like specific dynamic and then one of their classmates probably is is a a mole a spy or something and there's also a death of a a classmate so they're kind of now in present time dealing with i think it's going to be one of those back and forth showing them at the academy in 09 and now currently kind of where their careers took them with the fbi and um you know who to trust who who was the mole who who may have killed their classmate all all of that thing but um uh Kate Mara uh Kate Mara I think uh, Mara. and Mara, and uh Brian Tyree Henry seem to be the the focal points of this one uh and a bunch of other actors I'm I'm not really famil- familiar with it looks like a, it's a, a big group and ensemble kind of cast uh of The characters. trailer does not let you know that they they just think it's the two characters and that's that's it. It is cutting back and forth between those two. They're on so many different missions. <laughs> it looks like it's really another similar to Silo. Just left me kind of confused at what what to anticipate with this one. But yeah. in a good way. Like what what's going on here? I'm intrigued. 
Yeah, what did you think of this one, Caleb? Um, spy stuff isn't always my thing. I'll this is one that I'll see like how the reviews are because I feel like it can go real bad. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think for me, it's the FX Hulu like pedigree. I think they've just like continually done really good things, even in in this kind of genre or or like this type of um like a a a darker drama kind of thing. I think they've done well. See, that's what kind of makes me think uh, it might not be what I want it to mm. be. Gotcha, gotcha. The the darkness of it all. No, the FX Hulu of it all. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. You prefer the comedies of FX Hulu. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's definitely getting old man kind of vibes. The Jeff Bridges show, another like, is there a mole, like, who's, who can you trust within, you know, our government and stuff like that? Uh, I could use another one of those. I don't know. I think so. That's always a good drink for me, just. Just goes down easy. Uh, but that's May 10th, Class of 09 coming to FX Hulu. May 12th, uh, we've got a, a little indie game coming out and a uh, really interesting movie that Mike added to the uh, to the docket here. We'll start with the, with the movie. Uh, Fool's Paradise, written and directed by Charlie Day. A great yeah. addition by, by Mike. I had no idea of of this existing but um charlie day i i i've loved him since i was an early adopter of it's always sunny in philadelphia and uh just was a big fan and then him moving into movies i've always thought uh he was a great luigi and he was he's been he's been in a lot of kind of bad comedies or kind of mediocre comedies but i feel like he's always fun uh like horrible bosses and stuff like that i always enjoy him so i like seeing him getting to to write and direct something um but the concept uh mike you want to this was your addition so feel free to to take this one and run uh this looks great it does, yeah. Charlie Day seems to be playing like a homeless tramp, uh, chaplain type character who gets uh, mistaken as another famous actor who they look identical, and he gets kind of thrown into Hollywood lifestyle, and you know his his whole life fucking changes. I don't think he talks at all <laughs> uh, throughout the movie. I think it is kind of that chaplain silent era mixed with current era which is is pretty cool and yeah it's just got a huge cast of people Mal- john malkovich kate beckinsale adrian brody ray liotta who liotta must have been just cranking shit out man i, I feel like we're never gonna get the final ray liotta <laughs> performance it's just gonna be uh in- infinite I feel like I've said it like five times. Like, oh, this must have been his last role. Right, right. Here he is again. This must have been his last Cocaine Bear (laughs) Two popping up. Yeah, yeah. And I I think it's cool that he got this opportunity and to just make make this weird movie. (laughs) Uh, We need better comedies. I feel like there's just none, none out there really. So uh, I'm excited for it. Yeah. What a concept. It, it'll look great. Um, especially coming off of, uh, like, you said all the Charlie Chaplin vibes. This is, you know, he was a little later, but but Babylon is so much about, like, the silent mm. film era and stuff. And yeah. I just want to talk about Babylon more. <laughs> I love that movie. And now you're giving me, like, Charlie Day in 
modern day uh films but being silent oh man i I don't know it, this looks great i'm so happy that you added it um but weird uh, that it's going to theaters though it does not feel like a theater joint to me it feels like a like it should be a hulu hbo max straight straight to streamer but uh when that does happen i will watch this movie gladly <laughs> <laughs> i hope it does well it, it that's the thing like i mean um, I think the the real death of the comedy in theaters happened with that movie, and I can never think the long shot. Long shot. The long shot. That movie Which was is great. really good, yeah. but like no one saw it. No one saw it. Big budget comedy. Great actors, Seth Rogen, Charlie Theron, and a bunch a, a great you know cast of other characters. Yeah. And just bombed. And I f- fear that that could be what would happen to a Fool's Paradise or something, but. I hope not. They're getting my two tickets. Our I mean, tickets. maybe they're in luck having like Charlie Day associated with Mario. Maybe they'll get a little, a little uh, wind with that. The Nintendo oh, bumps. All right. Yeah, I mean, a little bit maybe. That would be oh, great. Yeah, that's that guy in the Mario movie. There's a bunch of parents telling their kids like Luigi's in this movie. He doesn't talk, but uh, and you you the only parents, know him by his voice, but he's in this. This is movie. the movie for the parents, but they were there. They took their kids to see Mario. Right. Uh, yeah. So that's Fool's Paradise coming to theaters May twelfth. Um, and I mentioned yeah a little indie game coming out also uh, the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom coming to to Switch uh, also May twelfth. Is this going to be the biggest game of the year? The game of the year? Tell me right now, Mike. Tell me. I think so. I think the only other game that we know about that could compete would be Starfield. Hmm. But I don't think I think that one ain't going to come correct. I think I think this one will Tears of the Kingdom. Another I have complicated feelings with it. I'm so excited for it, of course. But I want to ask you guys. uh, So like Breath of the Wild is my favorite game of all time. I think it's fantastic. And I've never had this kind of. Trying to go in, I guess with Resident Evil 4, I had it too. Going into like a sequel, a follow up to my favorite game. Mm. There was never a sequel to like Mario RPG or, you know, Chrono Cross, you know, so long ago. Never got a follow up to that. How did you guys feel with like Last of Us 2 leading up to that? I, or whatever, you know, Horizon 2 leading up to your sequels to your favorite stuff. Interesting. Were you just excited? Were you nervous? Were you? Oh, you're nervous. Yeah, you're nervous because yeah, with some of them, yeah. especially like with The Last of Us, it it ended in such a in such a cliffhanger, yet such a like perfect way. It could have yeah. been fine. It could have been that could have been the end. Right. And they're gonna do more. And oh god, what are they gonna do? Is it gonna be okay? I'm nervous. I'm scared. Uh, I think with something like this specific Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I, I don't really have too many fears of it. Um Starfield might be in trouble, but 
<laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm a super component of sequels and and remakes. I want them to remake all my favorite games from like give me my Final Fantasy VI remake, give me my Mario RPG remake, you know, like whatever, anything from like my childhood or or anything like that. Um, and I've I've liked for the most part Final Fantasy VII remake. Kind of dug that game. Uh, all the RE stuff. I've really, yeah. really enjoyed those Dead Space remake, that that kind of thing, and then sequels going in. You you, you mentioned like Horizon Two or Last of Us Two, uh, Uncharted Four, any of those. Like, um, went into those just like really excited. Specifically, Resin or uh, Last of Us Two. I you, you kind of know something bad's gonna happen. Um. And that one was definitely the most like trepidatious ang- anxiety of, of any of them going into to like a sequel. For Tears of the Kingdom, for me, um, I I was very late. We were very late, me and Kayla, to Breath of the Wild. Um, after like post hype, uh, very post hype, and and just reading, you know, hearing from you that it's your favorite game of all time. Multiple people, you know, that I know that's their favorite game of all time, and you know, it's consistently on everyone's list of top top fives and and things of that nature of games of all time. Um, so going into it, I'm like, man, this this is really gonna hit, and and it it hit well enough, but it wasn't like the you know top top of my list or anything else i think it's a great game really fun game enjoyed putting 50 hours into it or whatever um my hope for for tears of the kingdom is like maybe some of the um qualms i had with breath of the wild maybe they've smoothed some of those things over and there's some cool stuff in the trailers that they've shown that might lead to that like some it looks like the other characters uh, in the story are maybe going to have more action. Like you, maybe they look like there's some like co-op kind of stuff. Not necessarily two players, but you're in battles with some of the other major characters, the other like knights of I forget what they're called or whatever. The Zelda's other kind of champions and and stuff the like that. Yeah. Right. Um. That's really intriguing to me. Like I think one of my big kind of complaints with that first game was you're out in the wilderness, you're by yourself, there's some interactions with characters, but, like, the lack of kind of... some of the lack of voice acting and some of the lack of, like, those characters really mattering in the big grand scheme of things rubbed me the wrong way. So if if I can feel more like, oh, this is... we're getting a group together to go fight this evil, we're... we're, we're all these champions get to, you know, have their own big personalities and even some gameplay kind of stuff with these other champions. Um, that's real exciting for me. And, and the locations and and things um, looked really interesting too. maybe more enemy variety. Um, there's a lot of things in the in the like previews they've showed that are really interesting to me, like really like could be uh, important going forward for me and, and Zelda. So. Yeah, the the trailers have a hundred different like snapshot like wow look at that moments what what is that going to be like? I'm just going into it not because Breath of the Wild was such a eureka moment like this is gaming for me like when <laughs> I'm I'm playing like this is amazing like this is what I want from a game it's perfect like I don't think this game can recreate that 
but really just hoping that all of these crazy gonzo systems that they're introducing with fusing and recalling and ultra hand being able to make all these cool vehicles putting that all on top of that weird control scheme from breath mm-hmm. of the wild I'm, I'm worried about and i've heard that the controls are are still kind of wonky <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't really figure that out but yeah, I'm I'm just That's excited to, to, to jump back into that world and have more, a no a, a whole another hundred hour adventure to have in that in that world. It's the best open world ever, and my the best map game map. That's part of the comfort that I uh, feel just in general. Yeah. Going from like a ooh, I loved Jedi Fallen Order. I loved that world. I loved the mechanics in it. And now Survivor's coming out, and I just get to do that more and yeah. hopefully like explore more. Like, yeah, I, they can't do that wrong, so it's it's gonna be okay. I'm gonna be fine. <laughs> right, right. I think that's a good note. I think at worst, this is going to be like a really good game. I think there's no chance right. that this will be a bad game. Like, and then right. you, you're your mileage may vary on whether it's a great masterpiece or just like a really good game. But I think there's no kind of no chance that this is a bad game. Yeah. I I think it's going to settle into that. It's not going to be a world beater, like, you know, masterpiece. Like you said, I, I I think it's going to be just a great game. Just, just great. You know? Yeah. And I need it to be in the nineties. So let's let another draft. (laughs) So like, let's, Let's get those numbers up. Good stuff. Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom coming to Switch May 12th. Probably a lot more talking about that one uh, in the coming weeks and months. Uh, Next on the docket is Humanity, another Mike edition. Good good catch on this one. This one was interesting in one of the state of plays. This is coming to PS4 and PS5 as well as VR, I believe. Uh, May 16th. and uh, Mike, take it away. Humanity. So, this, yeah, like you said, this was the in the state of play. I think it was like the most interesting thing to come from that. This is from the team that made Tetris Effect a few years ago. A great game. And it looks just like lemmings mixed with like Mario Maker-esque. Like you're, you're kind of, you're a portal open and just a flood of people will come out of this portal. And you have to control them. Like with a dog, a dog acts as like your cursor through like weird like mazes and and you know like mouth trap yeah, style yeah. type shit and uh, yeah. and that's it you know that's that's all the game, <laughs> the game is it's just kooky weirdness uh, and it it's 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 a game I'm I'm because there is like a level creator I'm not really interested in playing it but just seeing gifs and videos of what people can do with this thing and just just seeing the the tech the people the the crowd tech is really neat to me i I really enjoy it and uh i don't know it could be just like a dark horse kind of game of the year type thing tetris effect was uh years ago and uh i think it should be on everybody's radar yeah i didn't realize it was the same uh uh, studio as Tetris. Yeah, I I really enjoyed that game. Yeah, Up a little time into it. You know, it doesn't seem like something you need to sink thirty hours in. You know, 
but you probably could. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it is kind of like it seems like a level based thing, like the challenge of of getting these people to your end goal through these mazes, uh, a la Lemmings. Uh, could be f- a, a huge game. I, d- I don't know. Mm. I don't know what to anticipate with that. But uh, I just think it's going to be cool. I like and I, l- I want the the industry to have games like this. Just weird stuff. PS1 and PS2 like era were full of like games like this. Uh, wacky, you know, Mr. Mosquito, Katamari level, like crazy stuff coming out of Japan. And uh, I want more of it. Yeah, speaking of coming out of Japan, have you seen the trailer that's like a compilation of, for humanity, uh, it's a compilation of like wacky Japanese videos? Uh, oh, Wow. Yeah, so it's it's done in that style at least. It's 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 a full production. I don't think like they actually took clips from wacky Japanese commercials, but it's done in that style uh, okay. for humanity. And there's a cute cute like Shiba Inu in it as well because I think that's the nice. cursor. The dog yeah. cursor is like a Shiba. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's four minutes she long or something. Him. Yeah, oh, I gotta check that out. It, it's really it's really cool. Um, so that's humanity coming to uh, PS4, PS5, and PSVR. Uh, on May 16th, fast ten your seatbelts, folks. Uh, have any, has anyone made made that joke uh, at all? Not that I've heard. Yeah, no. Congrats. Not in the trailer. <laughs> Coming to theater. I swear. All right. So so fast ten the the tenth film or probably more than than ten at this point in the Fast and the Furious. Uh, franchise is is coming to theaters May nineteenth. We don't need to spend too much time on it, but I swear this movie already came out. This is a whole Berenstein Berenstain Bears uh thing for me. I swear this movie's already been out for like months. Uh, I saw the trailer five years for this, and it has <laughs> got to be out. It has got to be out. I I don't know. Well, added to that is. Joining the Final Fantasy family, there's going to be a Fast Ten Two, Part Jesus. Two. So uh, maybe that adds to that whole <laughs> weird memory erasure thing that you got going on there. <laughs> I, I swear, th- this film's already been—it's uh, already been out and made five hundred million dollars because you know the, the Asian market loves them some some Fast and Furious. I Fast Ten. Your seatbelts coming to theaters May 19th. Uh, coming to your Hulu account, if you got one, is uh, White Men Can't Jump on the same day, May 19th. A, seems like a pretty faithful remake of of the original White Men Can't Jump, this time with everyone's favorite uh, Jack Harlow in the Woody Harrelson uh, role. Um, Mike, you shaking your head. Did White Men Can't Jump need to be remade? No, I. you see, like, when people get so upset, like, when they see, like, a new Ninja Turtles and it doesn't look like they're Ninja Turtles or, you know, the Harry Potter show that's coming out, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a ton of people like, ah, that's not my Harry Potter, Star Wars, et cetera, et cetera. This, usually I'm like, I don't care. I'll always have that original thing. I don't care if the new thing sucks. This is an abomination. <laughs> this is bullshit. I'm wearing my... Skeeter and Doug, white man can't jump shirt uh, oh, today. <laughs> what? Oh, uh, that was not planned by me. <laughs> and uh, this shouldn't exist. White man can't jump is like perfect, and it should, <laughs> it should never be touched. I don't think. 
those two, you know, Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes, and as Sydney and Billy in that first <laughs> movie are just perfect together. And I think it it's perf- perfectly encapsulates that that relationship of being a white guy trying to play ball and like you know a black dominated kind of kind of thing that hasn't changed. That movie still tells that <laughs> that story, that relationship perfectly, I think. And to have like a new kind of wokeish uh, era try to remake that. It just looks so lame, and I'm I'm not for it at all, uh, at all. <laughs> oh, but this will be your first foray into white men can't jump, right, Kayla? You're you're, yeah. you're a day one on this seen, one. I've never seen the original. All right, well, you should. <laughs> yeah, now I now I feel like I I should, and I shouldn't watch this one. <laughs> You should, it was, you should feel that way. <laughs> this is the exact like kind of uh, reaction I thought I'd get by putting this one on there. I, I snuck it in uh, under the wire because it, it was Caitlin's first um, like foray into the story of, of White Men Can't Jump, seeing this trailer for, for this remake, and she's like, oh, that's kind of cool. So they're like hustling dudes and stuff. Like this is that's a that's a cool like concept. And oh yeah, it's a it's a white dude trying to play, you know, a black dominated kind of street ball and everything. And that was that's cool. And then <laughs> I was like, I gotta put this on now because I know Mike loves the original and is gonna think this is awful. And this is great. This is this is Yeah, this is really great. <laughs> <laughs> Fun oh, conversation. That's why cool. we're here. Oh, May 19th, uh, the official version of White Men Can't Jump coming to, uh-huh. to Hulu. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, on to Brighter Pastures, the 24th of May sees uh, Platonic coming to Apple TV+. Plus. So this is um, by Nicholas Stoller, is, is um, the... I, I guess written and directed. Uh, I, I think he's at least the series director. And um, I was looking at his his stuff. So th- he's also the writer director of Bros. He did. I always think that Forgetting Sarah Marshall is a Judd Apatow movie, but it's uh, directed by Stoller and it's written oh. by Jason Siegel. Uh, so the pedigree is there. Uh, also did the Two Neighbors movies, which uh, oh, brings us to Roseburn and. Seth Rogen, who are the stars of Platonic, and um, I'm I couldn't be more excited. Uh, Kayla and I are a neighbors household. We we mm. love we stand for for the neighbors films and um, reuniting Roseburn and Seth Rogen, just a, a match made in yeah. heaven. Um, what do you what do you think about Platonic, Mike? Oh, I'm excited. I'm for it. Um... Just like we said with Fool's Paradise, it's good to have more comedies that, especially that aren't in that Abbott elementary mold, which Abbott's great, it's good, but to have that kind of documentary-style sitcom, I like having that. It's good to always have one great one of those, but we also need something different, something, you know, like platonic. Uh, And just... Excited to check it out. Those two together, Peanut Butter and Jelly. Rose Byrne, one of the best comedic actresses out there. She's fantastic. Uh, yeah. yeah, she's great. So good. I, we already, like, earlier talked about um, the long shot of Seth Rogen. And mm. in a similar kind of fashion of, like, he's 
Seth Rogen being Seth Rogen <laughs> and there's a, a nice like well-kept lady as his like duo and they just get into shenanigans. It's just hilarious that the way that they bounce back and forth off of each other. I love it. Yeah, I mean the general take is just that they they were close. They've drifted apart as their their lives have kind of as they've gotten older and that kind of thing. And I think both of them maybe went through a divorce or or at least Seth Rogen did. Uh yeah. he's newly single and um it's can they stay platonic friends, you know, the pretty simple concept but uh really elevated by by those two. I, I yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for for that one. Um and uh i will always neighbors man i love those movies um but yeah that is uh that is platonic coming to apple tv on may 24th uh and it's it's an ongoing series i was thinking it might be a a limited thing or something but um do do you think seth rogan and rose byrne are just gonna keep going with something like that See, I kept thinking this was a movie for like a month now, mm. and I kind of wish it was just a movie, but if two people could keep it going for more than a season, it's those two, I guess. No. They're just they're just great together. We're getting 10 episodes, so we'll see uh we'll see cool. right away on on May 24th, Platonic. Um next day, May 25th, Couple of games here. Uh, Lord of the Rings Gollum coming to just about everything, last gen and next gen and PC. Uh, sorry, Switch. You're not on that list. Um, an interesting take on the Lord of the Rings story. Uh, you play as Gollum. It seems like that's the only playable character. Seems very like stealth, uh, platform based stealth uh, action because uh, Gollum's not much of a fighter. Kayla, we were talking a little about the art style for this one. Um, it's similar to what Mike mentioned earlier, like, hmm, this isn't my Lord of the Rings, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, it's a unique art art style. What did you think of this one? This is Sharp PlayStation 2 Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, it's looking that bad, huh? I mean, it's it's sharp. It's clear. You There's there's yeah. lots to to see. There's, there's detail, but it's... Okay. It's like a PS2 polished, game mechanics gotcha. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Even like in the character design, there's just like some chunkiness to all of the characters. Um and and it's all characters we've kind of seen in other games and movies obviously. Uh so they have they've always had like those those um what war what are the uh Shadow of Mordor. Shadow of Mordor, those games like really took that same Peter Jackson aesthetic and and put it to video games. And yeah. so did the old uh licensed games, the you know, the two towers and all those. Like they very much use the same kind of shape of all of those characters and the shape of those areas and stuff. And and this one's really going for its own thing in in a big way, and it comes off a little PS2E in, in in its attempt, but um that's not to say it doesn't look good. Like like Kayla said, it looks sharp. It looks next yeah. gen and, and everything else. It's just the character design is is really interesting. And does Gollum as a character work for a game, Mike? Do what do, what do you think? No, I was just gonna bring up like who's asking for this? Out of that whole universe that Tolkien created, 
this might be the last character you'd pick to to want to control and play and like go through a a, a whole narrative <laughs> with when you have this world full of warriors and wizards and bad guys and <laughs> dragons and shit like i i don't know i i it and like you said it's like a stealth kind of game i can't believe there's going to be a lot of action in it who knows how long this could be? It could be a two-hour game. It could be a 12-hour game. Uh, this is just going to be a big stinker, I think. Uh, I'm guessing it's like Warner Brothers who's putting this out. Yeah. And just seems like a they've had a lot of, of bad ideas. Besides Hogwarts, which was a huge hit, Like you got to think Gotham Knights, the, the, the thing going on with Suicide Squad, that getting pushed all the way to next year. And with this, uh, I don't know. That's a lot of red flags. Yeah. With all that being said, it's like they, oh, shit, we have to put something out. Let's just, like, uh, change a couple of things in this, like, old game that we made and never released (laughs) and put that out to, like, buy us some time. It seems seems not like a good idea. It had a rocky kind of development cycle as well. I think it was pushed back multiple times. It might have been on a previous episode of of this podcast that it was coming out in February or something. But um, well, we'll get it and and we'll see. Uh, maybe maybe it'll be a surprising one. Um, you know, maybe and maybe not because no one drafted it. So uh, we've got good tasting <laughs> games. Uh, <laughs> but that, that's uh, written all over it to me. Oh I, no! I, oh no! Um, May 25th is also home to, uh, Cassette Beast coming to Xbox and Switch, um, and Game Pass, I believe, on, on this one's a day one Game Pass I saw on the, the trailer. Uh, Mike, you, you added this one and thank you for doing that because it looks great. It does look cool. This is out on Steam already and it's getting mm-hmm. really, really big reviews on, on Steam, but it's, it's just like a Pokemon clone. Um, but in, you're also you're capturing these monsters, but you can fuse any of them together to create a new monster. It's got a really cool soundtrack, the you know the cassette part yeah. of, of the of the title. It's got a cool look to it. Part I I don't know if it's like cutscenes or maybe just the openings or something, but it does have like an an anime hand drawn style to that stuff. And then the gameplay does look kind of like that top down. It looks like an HD two D. Uh, version of like Pokemon Red or Blue, kind of. It gave me big Earthbound vibes. Yeah, I would say. yeah, yeah. That's that's a better comp, maybe. And I don't know. I I just I'm into it. It could be if people are looking for that older kind of 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 Pokemon style kind of game. This could be a better uh, you know quality of life upgrade uh, to those. I think it could be really good. Yeah, I think the concept's cool. I think the beasts are kept in the cassettes, and that's where like the the soundtrack goes. and And I think you're picking through like different cassettes, and then the beasts are summoned or whatever through through that and fused, that's like you said. That's fucking cool. Come on. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a great concept. Um, and a lot of them looked cute. The the beasts they they looked very Pokemon esque. Uh, yeah. In that. Yeah, and it's there's just gonna be like they say over a hundred. I don't think there's gonna be a huge. You know, if you're getting into a Pokemon game now, it could be hmm. like daunting the 800 plus whatever Pokemon that they have now. It's it's kind of neat to go back to that 
you know, 25 years ago when there was only 150 of these and, you know, I, I could get all of those. Uh, could be neat. What do your kids think of that? Have you told them? Have you told them the old magic that there were only 150? Are they aware? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I tell them all that, you know, that's one of the original 150. Whenever they show me like cards they got or something or a toy, I'm like, oh, I love that one. You know, now there's so many of them. That was a legendary, you know, there's only one of those within the, you know, the world. They, they like hearing the old man talk about talk about this. <laughs> well, when we're 60, we'll be talking about cassette beasts and how oh, there only there were, cool. were only 100 of them. Yeah. In the day. <laughs> These What's iPad a beasts. This <laughs> is now it's like, they just updated. I like it. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Every generation will be a, a obsolete, a different obsolete version. Yeah. Zune beast. <laughs> I'm gonna try to find a Zune dig every every episode. That's gonna be my thing now. I try think to... Guardians uh, Guardians will probably be rife with that. So I think you're you're good. Yeah, yeah. More material coming up on Zune. Uh, May 25th, that's Cassette Beasts coming to Xbox, Switch, and Game Pass. Uh, The Little Mermaid coming the next day to theaters. This is the uh, remake, the live-action remake, mostly live-action, and a lot of CG animals uh, in that. Um, What do we think about... Generally speaking, I've enjoyed the live action like remakes of at least I I enjoyed what what do we see Jungle Book and Lion King are the two that we checked out Kayla I think yes we have seen both of those is there more I feel like there's more and I feel like I've left those enjoying so them many. well enough uh, we haven't seen Aladdin at this point uh, I know that but. I've liked them. I know a lot of people like push back on like, oh, why did we need to remake The Lion King or why did we need to remake whatever Jungle Book or or whatever? But I don't ever like if those stories are are good and and timeless and 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 whatnot. Um, I don't ever really want to go back and watch the animated versions. I've I saw them so many times as a kid and stuff. And I kind of want to see Seth Rogen in a in a Lion King or or whatever else. And I kind of want to see Javier Bardem in a Little Mermaid. Uh, oh, and and I I don't Aquafina. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, they look a little weird. That they look this very movie weird. Like shit, man. This movie looks so bad. <laughs> Have you seen what Flounder looks like in I Sebastian? I, I saw Sebastian, and the CG ain't great, but. I haven't seen Flounder. Forget the CG, just the design. Just, I don't know how you can go from cute anthropomorphic style characters to these hyper realistic thing. Like, it just doesn't translate like that. I don't think any kid can go to this movie or any of these remakes and walk away like with any kind of wonder or sense of imagination coming from these sterile, just bad thing i i don't i am anti live action disney uh remakes for sure i I don't like any of them i think lion king looked bad they looked they looked decently cute i liked lion king i enjoyed that one these Uh, these ones do look kind of frightening i mean honestly (laughs) yes yeah they're a little creepy i thought melissa mccarthy as ursula was 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 inspired casting. I thought that that sounds pretty cool, but 
And also, Little Mermaid is not a movie I jive with. I don't like the character of Ariel. I never liked that whole collecting things and not knowing what they are and being just like creating your own version of fish what, in what water. Things. Yeah, dingle boppers <laughs> and all that shit. I don't. I don't like. I don't like her whole vibe. Um, it. I just think it's going to be terrible. Man, you've heard it here first. Little Mermaid gonna be terrible. Coming to theaters May 26th. Uh, coming to Netflix the same day. Similar movie, I think. Um, f- but from, from Germany. Uh, it's their take on The Little Mermaid. Uh, it's called Blood and Gold. No, this is a, a, a late entry onto this, uh, onto this list. I, I just watched. They did a Grindhouse-style trailer for, for Blood and Gold. Uh, Netflix did. And it's really cool. It it's the same story essentially as Sisu, which recently came out, and we talked about on uh, last week, last month's episode of what's coming up in in April. Um, there's hidden gold in the late days of World War II, and uh, you gotta you gotta find it, and you gotta kill Nazis, right? That's what you gotta do uh, when when there's hidden gold. And uh, Sisu apparently is really good. Uh, it's sitting at like a ninety three and Rotten Tomatoes, and I think it's doing exactly what uh, what you want a movie like <laughs> just about killing Nazis to do. And this looks really cool too. Uh, did did you get a chance to to check this out at all, Mike? Yeah, it looks cool. A lot of Tarantino vibes. Inglorious Bastards, Sisu as well, of course, I thought of. And I don't know, I think it's kind of neat. Like when Reservoir Dogs came out, there was the flood of of like Tarantino inspired directors and, and stuff like that. And it seems like there's another wave of that happening. I, I see a lot of stuff that just screams Tarantino to me. And this is one of them. Uh, it looks it looks cool. It, I, I thought this was a series. Uh, I'm glad to hear that it's a that's a movie. And uh, uh, yeah, it, it is German, though. That is one thing feature. that I didn't so. realize. It's 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 fully uh, a German movie as well. Right. It's in German. Right. I'm into that. Sometimes yeah. that makes it more fun. Well, it's cool because it is it's the German resistance as well. Like it, yeah. the main characters are Germans fighting against like Nazis in the late days of World War Two. So it's it's cool. Um, and I'm sure it's going to be exactly like All Quiet on the Western Front. Exactly. Oh, like God. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> uh, Blood and Gold coming to to Netflix. Uh, killing Nazis, never not fun, you know. Uh, May twenty sixth. Perfect fodder. Yeah, let's, it really is. Let's keep killing them for the rest of our, <laughs> our days. Oh, and finally on our list is on May thirtieth we get uh, System Shock coming to to PC. It's been in like early access for I think a quite some time. It's the System Shock remake. It's seems to be it's an interesting that's a pretty old game overall um and it seems like they've kept most of the aesthetics it still kind of looks like the kind of the best version of a like turn of the century pc first person shooter like if somehow if that makes any sense it 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 looks like okay yes this game definitely came out in when did it come out like early 2000s the original system shock i think you're right yeah so like i think you could definitely tell that this is this is taken from from that game but um but it looks it looks good, but it looks like playable now and actually like visually appealing in a, in a way that I'm sure the original no longer does. 
I've always been intrigued by System Shock. It's kind of the precursor of of the Bioshock games, which are among my favorite. Um, and uh, crazy AI in in space uh, that you have to deal with. I, I I'm I'm sold on on that. What what did you think of uh, this one, Kayla? Again, this is another one of those things that's my like first uh experience with i thought it looked really good i when we were watching it i didn't realize it was the one that came from bioshock but i definitely got bioshock vibes um and it it's another one of those with that being said it does have like a older ps2 era ps3 era kind of look and set up to a lot of the like rooms and backgrounds and platforms and such but you can tell like with this it does look like it's brought into the modern day. The There's a lot more depth in the background and um, detail. Yeah, I'd, just like Eric, I uh, hearing about Bioshock went leading up to its release, a lot of people were bringing up System Shock, and I'd never heard of it before. I was never a PC player growing up, and it, it seems like one of those hollowed games, you know, like on the mountaintop of PC games and systems shock Two specifically is what the one people, uh, point to. And I, I think it's cool to bring that to a modern day type thing. I, especially like people think dead space and resident evil four didn't need remakes and they got them. This one probably did. It's, it's one of those ones that really could use the fresh coat of paint and everything. And it looks like one of those games, you know, watching gameplay of it looks like, you know, Deus Ex, Bioshock, uh, hopefully what Redfall is going to be mm. uh, coming up too. And, uh, and I, I like that kind of game. I like getting in there, rummaging through stuff, getting your supplies, solving some puzzles, killing some mm. stuff, creepy shit going on. I think I saw some like unlocking mecha- um, mechanics, you know. Right, right. Yeah, I know one staple of, like, the System Shock games is that cyberspace is a concept. Like, you, you like, jack into a computer or something and do, like, a Johnny Mnemonic kind of scenario where you're, like, in in the Matrix or whatever. Lawnmower Man shit, huh? All right. Yeah, yeah, Lawnmower Man. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) I feel like there's, there's elements of that, and they showed it a little bit in in the the trailers um that that'll be a, a mechanic of i think that's how you maybe solve certain puzzles you know you have to get into the computer and then that acts as like a, a dungeon kind of puzzle kind of scenario so um i think that's a staple of the system shock uh the first one came out in 94 i thought it was oh, more wow. late 90s wow. to early yeah. 2000s but 94 yeah. so this is a remake yeah. of a, a game that came out in 94 Wow. Man, that's pre Half Life. That's yeah, that's crazy. Wow. That's nuts. So, um, yeah, pretty excited for that one. Uh, only coming it's to, only to though, PC huh? though. Yeah, 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 that's kind of a bummer. Um, they'll port it later. It's been a long development cycle. It's it's a uh, night dive. Um, is oh okay. Is they it? do they do a lot of cool remakes. I think they did the some of the Quake stuff recently. Updated a lot of the old school PC first person shooters from that era, uh, and brought them back. I've heard a lot of good things about about their work. Yeah, so yeah, maybe we'll get a port or something. Seems like it it could easily come to nowadays. It's 
pretty easy to uh, first person shooters was a PC only thing for a long time. So in 94, yeah, sure, it was going to be a PC, but like now it's very easy to to port or, or make a, yeah. a first person shooter on on consoles. So um yeah, hopefully we get that, but um May 30th, we're getting it on on PC and looks uh looks creepy, looks looks pretty good. System Shock That's it for May. Uh, fun, fun month. Kind of uh, what uh, What do we think is really going to stand out in May? You, you could start it off, Mike, if you want. What's, what's your number one? I'm going to be boring, but it, it's Zelda. I, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's Zelda and everything else for me this month. So, Kayla, how about you? Zelda is definitely the easy answer. Um, if I wanted to pick something... Different. Hmm. Guardians is another kind of gimme. I'll take Guardians. Guardians. Yeah, I, I want Guardians to be really good. Yeah. I, I want to leave that theater and just be like, hell yeah, it's another Guardians movie. Um, yeah. I'm going to pick Redfall. For me, I that's another one where I, I really want it to be good. I want like the three of us to like go into that game, play that game, and just really enjoy our times and want to like continue on and 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 play it you know regularly or something for for the foreseeable future and be excited about like dlc and and things of that nature with like you know like back for blood kind of came and went uh grounded kind of came and went for us I, I i hope redfall can be a little more you know uh something we we just really latch on to I agree. so i i hope so too so that's Redfall for me. Uh, so Redfall, Legend of Zelda, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, and uh, Kayla, your pick was Guardians. Yeah, Volume 3. So good month. If all three of those are good, that is a good-ass month of May. Um, I mentioned earlier that uh, me and Kayla are going to do a little bit of a uh, Star Wars uh, episode. for. It's almost May the 4th, so our next episode will be a breakdown of kind of the state of Star Wars. We've recently finished Mandalorian. Uh, Andor was fantastic last year. We got we've been getting quite a bit of Star Wars lately, um, and we we want to uh, to wrap it all up here. We're getting quite a bit as as well new stuff. We we uh, there was Star Wars Celebration uh, that we need to discuss, and we haven't on the pod. So um, coming on May fourth, it'll release on May fourth. Is going to be a breakdown of the the state of Star Wars. So that'll be our next episode after you you get this one um but as always you can uh you can become part of this program you can reach out to us on social media we're at the machine of nonsense all over facebook twitter instagram uh we've got an email address that's the machine of nonsense at gmail.com and you can leave us a voicemail by going to anchor.fm slash machine of nonsense and tell us what you're excited about in May, what you're excited about for Star Wars. Um, maybe uh, it's something completely different than what we've talked about. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, hit us up all over the place. Anything else before we get out of here, guys? Uh, Shay Serrano, actually, one of our, our favorite podcasters out Hell there. Yeah. Uh, he has a show coming out that he made with Jason Concepcion called Primo. Forgot to add it to uh, the list, but I think that's coming out like May 19th, I want to say, and that's to Prime. And uh, I've been hearing good things about it. It's supposed to be very funny. 
Primo on Prime. You heard it here first. Shea Serrano is one of our favorites from The Ringer um, and from books. Got a great coffee table book um, that Mike got me from Shea, and uh, I love it. All right. That's it. That was episode 124 of the Machina Nonsense, our What's Coming Up in May. We picked Redfall, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom as our picks to click. I'm doing that now. I'm going <laughs> to do picks to click on these episodes if I remember in June. Uh, that's it. That's episode 124. We're getting out of here and we're saying goodbye. See ya. See ya.